call me Al, you can call me Ed, you just, just fucking call me, why don't you? Hey everybody now, welcome to a special edition of Live on Four Legs, and I didn't think that we'd end up doing this and putting this on the podcast platform, but this is too good not to, and really, I didn't even know that this was going to happen until early the morning of the Christmas party. Uh, I'd gotten in contact with Richard Stuverud, and uh, a little while later, he uh, he got back, and I, I thought it wasn't going to happen. He seemed like he was really busy, but thankfully, we got a hold of him, and we got to speak to him, and it was just a pleasure just great conversation, great insight of what was happening during that time, of course, during Oakland and Fresno. And yeah, uh, th- there's no other way for me to present this. I just felt like it needed to be shared with everybody. And good content and good interviews are good interviews. So, you know, he's somebody that's definitely been on everybody's radar this year. So, without further ado, let's get into it. This is from the Christmas party last week. So, you hear a lot of different voices in this. Richard Stuver on Live on Four Legs. I see somebody here, and uh, I would love to introduce him to the group. Hey, Richard, you here? Uh, I, I see my name, but I don't, I don't know if you can see me. We can oh, only start, see your name too. Hey, there you are. Awesome. How's it going, man? Good. How are you? Great. Hey. Nice. So join time. This is the Pearl Jam community. You're very familiar. Oh, awesome. Hey, thanks for thanks for inviting. Hey, <clears throat> you you had a great year. You had a great year. And I know I've heard interviews. I know you talked to Anthony, and it was a great, it was a great discussion, great conversation. Um, like what's it, what's it been like, like six months later to, yeah. Right. You still thinking about it, you know? Well, it's funny, you know, I, I do have a soft spot for groundhog day. You know, I'm a pretty big Bill Murray fan and, um, (laughs) there's a, there's a moment where, um, yeah, when Wednesday rolls around, uh, you know, that's when I got the call and we did one rehearsal before, the first of the two Oakland shows. And uh, yeah, so there's moments when I kind of just, Oh, I, I like that day to keep going. Um, <laughs> you know, it's been, it's been amazing. Um, even some of the conversations I've had with Jeff uh, since then are, you know, mainly text, you know, um, one cool thing that totally made my year. Uh, I, I suppose like after the experience was, a sincere question I had for Jeff, which was, Hey, you know, uh, it looks like the rest of the tour in Europe. And, you know, I know they had problems, uh, in Paris, all the Palooza and all that, but all those European dates looked really amazing. And I asked him, I said, Oh, well, what, what, what was your favorite date? And man, Jeff told me it was, it was May 12th. That was his favorite. I'm like, wow. wow. <laughs> a good friend. That, that was pretty. That was pretty awesome. So, I was there, Richard, and you were amazing. You totally oh, thank rocked. Thank you so it. much. <laughs> I was real close. I was there it too. Was it was killer, man. Oh, thanks thank you so much. That. Oh, thanks for thanks so much. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you think about you know that the band has gone through so many drummers and they've gone through so many uh experiences over the longevity of their career, and I think like and then just personally being involved with some of the um, 
you know, Jeff's side projects and whatnot. Uh, I just have tremendous respect, respect for the, the organization, the band and, and, and the fans. I mean, seriously, like, uh, there was one fan who we became friends over Facebook and, uh, he just told me, he goes, man, when I saw that Visalite kit, I, I knew something was up, you know? And, uh, it is weird not to see the Yamaha there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what was great is, uh, Matt, Matt's tech, uh, Neil Hunt, great, great guy. And he, uh, he's like, Hey, if you, um, you know, Matt's okay with you using his kit, uh, or if you want to use your kit, you know, we want you to be comfortable. We're like a family here. And as much as I was like, Oh man, it'd be pretty rad to use Matt's <laughs> kit. I, I was like, ah, you know, I've had these Vista lights for like six months and I feel like, in a weird way, like when I got that kit, it was sort of like this guilty pleasure, full bottom Vista light kit. And, and, you know, in retrospect now, I think like, okay, there was a purpose for that. Like it just looked good on, on you know, the bigger stage. So that was absolutely. Rad. Oh, that's awesome. Now when they called you and I'm sure we know the reaction. And of course, like, I think you said multiple times that there was the, easily the biggest crowd that you ever played towards um yeah yeah on the ride there were you thinking about what songs you you'd be playing did they tell you like get something well, in your head or yeah you know like you know i got got the the call from jeff and basically he was just like how many pearl jam songs you know and uh <laughs> i knew something was up and i'm like i know i know quite a few i know a lot whatever whatever you need you know <clears throat> so um he basically just gave me a list and it was like a lot of the old school tunes off the first, you know, three records. And, uh, and then he also mentioned a couple of songs they wanted to do <laughs> off of uh, Gigaton and um, which I was pretty stoked about. Like, I wasn't exactly sure which, where they wanted to go. Cause that, that album's, you know, bit of a departure and it's got a lot of layers on, you know, a lot of songs, but uh yeah, it was pretty cool. I just basically had enough time to kind of refresh. And uh, the limo came, picked me up. I had sticks ready to go. And we rehearsed in the uh, da down below the stage, like near the green room, near, you know, hosp like hospitality down there. Uh, there's room set up, you know, uh, which is great because any major band that's on a tour of that level, uh, they can, they can go into a rehearsal, you know, little room and work out material like, um, which, which Pearl Jam does actually, like if they're, you know, if they want to cover something they haven't played in a while, it's like, okay, just regroup. And, uh, so the, that first rehearsal, Eddie didn't show up, uh, on that one. And, uh, but the <laughs> next, the next day at soundcheck was amazing because I haven't seen Ed in a while. And, uh, I have this like, amazing gourmet fish taco just like it's messy but still looks really solid and i'm in the i'm in you know the dressing room and i'm about to take a bite of this thing and then ed comes in richard and i was just like you know <laughs> so the, the, the timing was pretty awesome it was pretty funny but god what that band i mean i know you all here like you know i'm a fan as well but just to like be it, you know kind of invited in to to cover this special thing like it was pretty pretty unbelievable and the fact that like 
they when I saw Nothing Man on the list, and that that's full circle for me because I recorded uh, the demo version um, that that you know uh, many years later on a box set. That was really cool that the band included that demo. But that song's pretty special. As Eddie went into it that night, um, you know, uh, just talking about the song and the origins of the song, and then just getting that introduction, it was like. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, man. I was like kind of almost crying, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just weird. It's like the song is so visceral and so emotional anyway, and it's just like, holy shit, this is totally awesome. When yeah. they wrote up the set list and you saw that, what was your reaction? Did did you uh, did you test that one out or? Yeah, yeah, and that that was cool. That's like you know that one is pretty you know so familiar and everything, but. Um, yeah, the, the stuff I kind of listened to a little more closely was the stuff off of Gigaton. And, um, you know, that song, um, Seven O'Clock, you know, uh, while, after I finished my talk, I was just kind of sitting next to Eddie and he was having some soup. And I just congratulated him on, you know, his solo record and, and, and this latest Pearl Jam record. And it was like, you know, oh, thanks, man, you know. And then I just said, man, I know you hear it a lot, but like your sensibility of melody and lyrics and the way you just cultivate that dynamic in, in so many Pearl Jam songs is like, dude, I just have to tell you, man, I just, I just, I think it's beautiful and I love it. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. And I was like, hugs, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so like doing that song, you know, and I, uh, I was listening to what Matt had been doing on tour so I tried to kind of play pretty close to that, but by the time it got to Baba O'Reilly, there's that that to me like I, I, you know when I was a kid I was playing along the the Who and and, and you uh, had the Moon the Loon shirt on. Oh, totally. Yeah, <laughs> you you sold me on that in Fresno. As soon as you walked out, I was like, this guy's gonna be all right. Yeah, right. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I just wanted you to take a look at this shirt real quick. Um, Josh Arroyo, who uh, I speak to on a not a regular basis, but I talk to a little bit. Um, he's yeah. supposed to join us at some point tonight, but uh, his buddy made this shirt because everybody oh. knows what he was wearing in Oakland. But we have yeah. some additions to this one. Uh, I'm sure you've <laughs> nice. seen it before. Klinghoffer, Stu Rude, and Arroyo. Um, and I guess this was printed before Newkerman, so I don't have yeah. Newkerman's on this shirt, maybe oh, going funny. for a second print, but yeah. yeah, you're forever ingrained in Pearl Jam history now. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, you know, that's really cool. I was actually gifted that shirt as well. So, um, that was really, that was really cool. You know, uh, pretty funny, but what, a, yeah, what a moment, you know, <clears throat> crazy. <laughs> what was it like, um, in Fresno being there with cruising coming back. Yeah. You know, um, on the Learjet from, uh, San Francisco to Fresno, it, it was my first private jet ride with a rock band. And so that was pretty <laughs> surreal. And, you know, it's the one time, it's the one time where I was like, man, you know, it'd be kind of amazing if this flight was like, you know, three hours, maybe four hours. Um, but I'll, I'll take the 20 minute, you know, 40 minute flight. Um, but uh yeah when jeff was mentioning oh hey you know cruise is going to be there my first thought was like hey you know <clears throat> this is like a really bizarre situation you know like when you think about you know getting an opportunity 
you know, on someone else's like, you know, I mean, uh, hearing about, you know, Matt had, hadn't missed a show, you know, I don't know how, you know, in so many years and whatnot. And, and um, so, you know, it was a little bit strange, but then uh, to, you know, here, cause I, I ran into cruising uh, at the Safeco shows, you know, um, the two shows uh, uh, back in what year was that? 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, so I saw him in VIP. Um, hadn't seen him in years, uh, but it was cool to see him, you know, we're totally different drummers and, and he's got so much history, you know, with the, the whole first album and whatnot. So a lot of respect there. And uh, yeah, we were just, you know, chilling and just kind of, there was like a quite a few songs that the band kind of tosses around and then Eddie sort of curates what's going to go down for the night. You know, uh, a lot of times too, it's like what condition his voice is in and like what he's feeling, you know, uh, but it, but it does have a democratic feel as far as like everyone and Jeff was even asking me, like, hey, what song? What songs you want to? I was going to ask about that with the two verses songs. You know, they don't play and they didn't play Dissident a whole lot in the last couple of years. And right. then after your version, they played it four more times this year, mm. which is crazy. I, I had only seen it twice before yeah. this tour and then going around. I saw it three more times. I, yeah. it's the most I've ever seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then WMA, of course, which is just it's yeah. turning legendary. Um, yeah. You and talk about you and Josh on that, because that was a <laughs> clinic right there. Yeah, you know, what's really wild about that is um, first and foremost with, with the spontaneity and, you know, that was all ad-lib. Like right before we were going on, um, you know, we did kind of a band hug and, you know, it's like, love you guys. I'm like, oh my God, this is incredible. Um, and then I looked over at Jeff. I said, hey, how does this song end? And he's like, I, I don't know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, it just kind of fades out. You know, I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. So while we're walking in the corridor to get on stage, um, I look over to Josh and go, hey, I'm thinking about maybe doing this thing where it's like a call and response. Like, what do you think? He's like, yeah, man, do, do whatever you think. So, yeah, I didn't get a chance to maybe talk to Ed about that. I, you know, it was just all happening. And um, so I just, it, you know, I had the idea of maybe trying something like that. Um, and then in the moment, it like, it, it felt pretty natural. And so Josh got in on it and it was, we, we didn't rehearse it. It was pretty crazy. And then I'm looking over and Eddie's just sort of like, oh, well, what's going on here, you know? And um, it's kind of funny how it evolved. Um, I asked Jeff afterwards, I go, hey, was that okay? And he's like, oh, it was great, man. You know, it went on a little longer than maybe We'd, we, you know, we'd like it to, which I realized as well. It's like, okay, you, you kind of go into this spontaneity and then it's like, whoa, how do you get out of it? You know, it's like, so that was a kind of unknown, but um, yeah, a little bit uh, overindulgent, but I'd have to say because those guys are so cool and made everybody feel comfortable, you know, including cruising, you know, um, afterwards, you know, on the Learjet back to uh, San Francisco, you know, we both were like, wow, that was a trip. You know, that guy was awesome, you know. <clears throat> hey, uh, let me introduce you to John. He's my co host on uh, the podcast Live and for Legs. Oh, cool. Hey, John. It's, it's, 
Yeah, it's great to talk to you. Thanks for doing this. Like, oh, you got it, man. So many memorable moments from this past year. Um, yeah. I've got a question, and I've got some from, from some of the people who are watching with us. Um, I want to know what was it like having to kind of wait in the wings and then come out and then go back and then come back. That's not something that a drummer usually does. Was that a little, did that make it a little more awkward or what was that like? Yeah, there, there, that, that's a good question, actually. Yeah, there, there was an element of it, it, it having a, a, a natural um, feel to it. Um, I think the other thing was the band didn't want to just put all the responsibility on one drummer, I think, you know, and, um, you know, in retrospect, it's like, you know, there'd be no problem really. I mean, other than maybe some deep cuts, uh, that would be super challenging, but I think like, you know, um, feeling, you know, feeling in good, good shape, like could have, could have done the show the the whole way. But I think like having Josh and I kind of share that, also kept it um it kind of kept everything in, in this kind of humble like you know it was an honor to be asked to do it um and then you know it must have been a little bit awkward too for eddie to kind of figure out okay well who's who's playing on what because um to not disrupt the flow too much you know like playing on x amount of songs and then kind of taking a break um i'm trying to think if I think maybe the second night there was a little bit more of that kind of on and off. Um, so there's like a slight awkward element to that, but, but then when you really think about it, it's, it's kind of amazing that, you know, they kept, they kept the shows and didn't cancel and found a way sure. to, like, you know, keep it rolling. <clears throat> um, what did you do while you were waiting and not playing any good stories from there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd go back and uh, I, I try to stay on stage, but then my thinking was like, you know, maybe um, I don't know. Like, it was kind of awkward to know really where to be, uh, and I kind of felt like where Josh, uh, where we were sitting by the drum tech, you know, it was still kind of exposed because there's a that whole back, you know, at the yeah. Oakland Arena, you know, it was kind of open in the back, so it just felt like even though you're not on stage, but you know, you're, you're kind of in the, in the view. Um, and to be honest, I, you know, I was kind of thinking like, I, I, I couldn't commit to just wearing one outfit, man. I, I felt like, Hey, you know, I get a chance to go back and, you know, <laughs> kind of change, yeah. which reminds me, I, I, I wore this tough skin jacket uh, one night and, uh, Eddie was looking at me. He's like, right before we're going on, he goes, man, is that a, is that a tough skin jacket? And uh, I'm like, yeah. And then it was this funny conversation, like five minutes before going on, like everybody's talking about, oh, you know, Mike was like, oh, I think I had a pair of tough skin shoes. And then uh, Jeff's like, I don't know if I had a pair of pants. And so we were all kind of laughing about, you know, this, this, <laughs> this seventies, um, mm-hmm. clothing items. So in a weird way, yeah, I guess I had a chance to go back and I was getting pretty sweaty. Cause you know, it's, uh, the adrenaline is, uh, pretty intense, you know, were you supposed to be in, were you in Sacramento and supposed to be in Vegas? Oh yeah. No, I mean, Sacramento and, and Vegas was all on. And then Jeff, you know, tested, uh, positive right, right, right before we were on our way to, uh, Sacramento. 
I kept thinking Matt would, would return, like, you know, even after like that first night, I mean, you know, we were kind of, I, I was wondering about that. The other weird thing too, because of the COVID thing, I was basically doing two tests a day. So, you know, there's something kind of weird about that. Like, wow. Okay. At any point, if I test, mm. this, thing, this thing's over. <laughs> so it's just kind of weird, you know, but they were, they were, they were definitely keeping it safe, you know? Um, but yeah, pretty trippy, right? Definitely. Um, all right. So I've got some questions from some of our, uh, our people. I've got a question from Javier says, um, what was your approach when you were learning the songs, especially the ones that you weren't as familiar with? Uh, did you have liberty to kind of put your personal stamp on it or were you trying to stay close to the originals? Yeah, that's all. That's a great question. Um, <clears throat> my philosophy as a drummer, especially in, in regards to like session work or, you know, hired, hired on to, uh, come in and, and uh, lay it down, um, is to, uh, always play for the song. And, um, I'll listen to what, you know, and Matt, Matt's incredible. It's like, especially, you know, on recording the way the sound he gets, like, I mean, live as well. I mean, it's incredible. Right. But like, there is a particular uh, dynamic with what's been recorded. And I like to respect that. Matter of fact, on the seven o'clock tune, it's a subtle detail, but like, I just heard this particular drum fill and I, and I, and I tried to do that all the times that I was playing that song. Um, but yeah, there, there is this feeling too, where, uh, I, I suppose because I'm kind of like a Keith moon, like a little extrovert, you know, getting really into it. Um, there's, there's this focus on the song to try and do it as close as possible. But then, um, I think Jeff and stone, you know, kind of just reminded me like, Hey, just, just be yourself, you know? yeah I think those performances like we mentioned you know and you mentioned nothing man WMA Bob O'Reilly like you, you could you could definitely tell that that was you and that was really cool that you got to have that moment yeah. um shout out for throwing your hatred down too absolutely <laughs> um, we, you talked about Jeff I got a question from uh Chris says would love to hear your perspective on uh, like what Jeff is like to play with from a technical perspective. Like you guys have a lot of history going back in different bands. Yeah. Um, we all appreciate him here, but he's kind of like, he kind of sticks in the back. He don't always, doesn't always take the spotlight. So yeah. talk a little bit about what's he like to play with. Uh, yeah. On... yeah. Jeff, Jeff. I mean, it's, it's really amazing because, you know, many times the relationship between a drummer and a bass player uh, as like a rhythm section we'll have this sort of dynamic where, and you kind of heard it a lot with uh, Hendrix, like with Mitch Mitchell and um, Noel Redding, where, well, Mitch Mitchell played off of Jimi Hendrix quite a bit. And um, that's why I feel like McCready, I mean, just, there's so many details from like a musical perspective that makes Pearl Jam such an incredible band. And, and, And Jeff is like, it's like the anchor. It's like, you know, anytime in the side projects, you know, he, he would just crack this smile. Like, yeah, go for it. Like, like he, he just has this like really amazing ability to, he's, he's the ultimate alchemist. 
he bring he has this incredible ability to bring the best out of everybody, you know, and that's you feel it. It's and his whole his playing, you know, he knows when to fill it up and when to just like lay in the pocket. It's just it's so it's really badass. It's it's awesome, you know. It's like just up a notch, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, I, we would be remiss if we if we uh, didn't talk about your solo work. Um, I want to give everybody a chance. Richard Stuvrud one dot bandcamp dot com. Go check out Richard's latest album, Hummingbirds. Uh, Jeff does play on it. Um, yeah. I do have a couple of questions about your songwriting. Uh, Amy wants to know: Have you seen an uptick in interest in your work uh, from Pearl Jam fans since Oakland? And Christy wants to know. Uh, when you write songs, do you start with the lyrics or like a melody on the piano or guitar? Yeah, uh, those are all really good questions. Uh, I feel like since the Pearl Jam experience, you know, there there has been, you know, some some small like uptick and, and a few more sales and, and, and interest. In, and so that's cool. Um, and then I think like um, with the songwriting, um, I'll be honest, like when the whole R&BM project evolved with, with Joseph Arthur, uh, that was kind of an inspiring, you know, as far as the songwriting goes, like that, it, it kind of like sort of helped propel uh, uh, an essence of songwriting that actually began a little bit more back with Three Fish. And uh, the second Three Fish album actually is a good example of uh, Jeff really feeling like, hey, let's, let's make this more collaborative. And so for, for a long time, the songwriting, my songwriting, I feel has uh, slowly evolved into this place where I feel really comfortable now. And uh, my first uh, record memories in Kodachrome, uh, I put out Bandcamp um, during the, the, um, you know, the uh, shutdown, the total COVID uh, situation. And then I just felt like, okay, I'm on to something here. And um, it's really cool to um, a lot of the outtakes for when I've done Jeff and solo records, Jeff would, would uh, he'd go in to get groceries and like, Hey, you want to lay something down, man, just lay it down. And, and at one point uh, on this song called uh, uh, sweet time, um, second, uh, uh, second track on the, on the vinyl, he had gone to get groceries. I laid down the skeleton part of the song and then he came back and finished it on bass. So it was like pretty wow. magical. And I, and I feel like my latest record, Hummingbirds, is kind of a an anthology of sorts. So there's like a couple cool. early recordings I did with Jeff back in like, gee, I'm trying to think, like maybe 2004. So that's going back a little ways. But yeah, with songwriting, I'll go to the piano um, or open string tuned guitar and just kind of get some basic stuff. I'm totally into Paul Westerberg replacements. That's kind of my, I was going to, I was going to mention that the yeah. great replacements cover on there. Yeah. yeah. And I got this funny kind of power pop uh, sensibility thing that I can't quite shake, but you know, the more I work with Jeff, you know, off and on, that's also another inspiration, you know, because he'll, he'll really go to some cool places. And I feel like, you know, I'm still kind of sticking with that kind of power pop ish, you know, maybe slight Americana vibe. Um, but uh, for the most part, 
Yeah, so it's an interesting thing. You know, I'm going to be coming up to uh, Seattle a little more often in 2023. And uh, I have a single that's going to come out in the first part of 2023 that Kurt Block from the Fastbacks uh, yeah. played on a track. And then uh, Jeff's on bass on, on two of the songs. And I'm feeling really good about that. You know, seven-inch single, like, I might try and do a little something at Easy Street. So for I don't know how many Seattle lights are on this. Uh, we actually have one. And and uh, I, he really wanted to ask you something. Uh, Dukes is here. He was supposed to uh, do this from Easy Street, but I think they were watching a game of some sort. Uh, so I wanted to give Dukes a, a chance to ask a question and say hi real quick. Oh, cool. Hey. Hey Richard, how you doing? I I yeah, I live down the street from Easy Street, so oh, I feel nice. like I'm the representative uh, to you know. If anyone needs anything from there that they don't sell online, just hit me up. Uh, Randy can give me give your contact information. Anyway, Richard, awesome. I just wanted to I wanted to know uh, how stoked were you when um, when Mike McCready uh, wore a Lazy Susan T-shirt at the VMAs in the early nineties? And would awesome. you be o- would you be open for a lazy Susan reunion? That, that would be, that would be great. I, I still, I'm still in touch with uh, uh, Tim Giulio. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, that's great. Mike, you know, those guys, every, you know, everyone in the band in Pearl Jam really is so supportive of, of, of uh, so many other musicians and, and um, artists. And I, and I think that's, what's so incredible about those guys is they, they understand like, you know, uh, just the amount of like elements of luck, but and timing, and and of course, you know the the, the talent um, goes without saying. But uh, yeah, it's um, it was it was a cool thing, and um, yeah, I'd be totally open for for that. Uh, one sad thing though, with the original bass player uh, Scotty um, Summers had recently passed away, so that was kind of a sad sad thing, but. Um, yeah, uh, everyone is is you know moving forward and, and uh, carrying on, you know. But uh, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> nice. uh, I had one more question. I gotta think mm-hmm. of it real quick. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, I know what it is. Um, I actually asked you this on a Facebook post, and you got back to me. But uh, just so everybody knows the answer to this, what were some songs that you wanted to play with the band that you didn't get a chance to? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I, I think um, there was some stuff on Backspacer, but I always like I always kind of forget some of the titles on that album. Um, if someone can remind me, I think you said guitar. unthought known. I think I remember you saying unthought known. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That's one. And uh, what's that? Johnny guitar, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had to bring that up, didn't you? Um, I've got a soft spot for corduroy. I really. Nice. I kind of wanted to rock that one. That that's one of my favorite bridge parts. I I think that bridge is it's incredible, you know. Um, but yeah, I think for the most part, I'm I'm totally satisfied with you know songs I played on, and um, so that's uh, pretty pretty grateful, you know. <laughs> hey, look, you made us all happy, and oh, the time awesome. that 
that could have been, you know, real disappointing. They could have canceled the show. Mm-hmm. And obviously they did cancel a lot of shows this year, which got a lot of people worried and, you know, people yeah. missed the opportunity, but, you know, sometimes, you know, good friends come into clutch and yeah. Um, yeah, you were definitely there at the the right place, right time, especially um, being in Oakland where, you know, yeah. you had a chance to get to. Well, you, you know, another thing I'm, I, I wrote, I wrote some songs after the experience and uh, mm. I've got one particular song that, that I'm trying to get to a place where I'm sharing this feeling about the experience but also acknowledging the fans like that front row, dude, I'm telling you, man, like even back with the drums, it's like, you know, I always felt like, okay, I'm going to look at the kit. I'm going to look at McCready or Jeff and, you know, Eddie coming up on the riser was just probably the most unbelievable feeling of it, pure energy rock and roll energy. But uh, just kind of looking out at the fans, you know, and it's like, you know, there was never, there wasn't a disappointing, uh, disappointed look in, in the face of anyone. It was just like everybody there was just so stoked that the band, you know, just carried on. And yeah, it wasn't the, it wasn't the, you know, the the lineup, but you know, the show carried on. And uh, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to be putting a song together that kind of touches on on how much I appreciate just being able to step in and have have that. I, that feeling very cool <laughs> i'm looking forward to that i think all yeah. of us should be looking forward to that yeah. well i don't i don't want to keep you any longer but if you'd like to stay please feel free oh, right um, we're, well, you uh, know, i bought is anthony still on anthony uh i, I suppose know. he is i haven't i'm in full screen right now so i haven't seen him yeah uh anthony are you still <laughs> here i don't i don't see him i actually don't no, see him. He, had, he said he had to leave uh, yeah hey tanya what's up Hey, sorry, I'm on. Hello, Congra- how are you? Congratulations <laughs> on your family experience. Wow. Yes, yeah, I was just with my son. He didn't want to go to bed tonight. <laughs> yeah, I still have that drum head um, from that Paul Westerberg lyric. Oh, um, do you really? Yeah, that's I awesome. That. that was an awesome photo shoot. That was fun. Yeah, that was awesome. I was, I don't know if you missed, uh, well, you weren't in the call at the beginning. I actually finally put out. Uh, we're putting out my book for um, doing fan portraits for Pearl Jam fans. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I'll have to send you on the link. I did the Kickstarter um, in September and I got like a bunch of people on this call supported it. So I'm doing the book for just Pearl Jam fans. And then one day I'm going to do a book for like all the other portraits I've taken, like yours and other people who aren't non Pearl Jam fan portraits. Oh, Oh, that's cool. That's great. I don't like my morning jacket fans and Slater Kenny. So I'm hoping to get a book out with one of them next. (laughs) <laughs> very, very cool. Well, best of luck to you on that. That's Thank awesome. You. Yeah, I should yeah, probably thanks. jump off. I'm, uh, I'm about, I'm trying to put together a video for, uh, you know, uh, the, the jingle uh, ball, right? Yeah, tour, touring fan live. Uh, there's a deadline tomorrow, so I probably try and get. Uh, I was able to get this uh, Christmas song where I got my family in the studio, and that that was pretty gratifying. And so. Uh, to try and get that all sorted out but thanks so much for having me though very very cool this was a blast it was great talking with you man like yeah yeah. just congratulations on the whole experience and thank you for those lucky enough to be there like you witnessed something super special Uh, right 
that yeah thank you so much that that was a special moment for sure that that will stay with me for the rest of the days you know <laughs> so take well, care man thanks for coming thank really you, appreciate richard. it richard yeah thank you, richard. Richard. Awesome. Thank you. everybody thank you. Great happy thank holidays you, happy holidays to your family holidays. too right. yes rock and roll <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. This was a fantastic conversation and really just a pleasure to get to know him a little more. And he's a very, very down, down to earth kind of guy. And yeah, just to join a Zoom with like 40 Pearl Jam fans and everybody was really respectful and and just wanted to listen to him. And it was just it was so much fun and such a unique experience that really we, we once again want to thank him so much. And yeah, I, I hope you guys enjoyed that because it was one of my favorite things that we've done in a very long time. All right. Well, this week on Wednesday, we'll have our St. Louis episode from this year, St. Louis 2022. And then after that, we're going to do a Hall of Fame episode, but it's going to be a little bit quiet for the holidays. So uh, let me just reiterate, because of course I'm going to say it on Wednesday. I wish everybody to have a very happy holiday. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa all of it and happy new year as well and also what i'm going to leave you off with is that we had some pretty good performances during this live stream uh during the zoom party and i think you know although like a lot of those can't be beat we got fatal we got man of golden words we got a couple riot act songs but the one that everybody is talking about from this night came from ryan blackwell and this was a challenge that I put him to the challenge on. And you know what? You're just going to have to listen to it to find out. But you will definitely enjoy this. Here it is. Something you've definitely never heard before. Thanks for tuning in. It's kind of weird. I can't hear my headphones, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. So. Circus Stab it down One way needle Pull so slowly Change it spills Soaks the pages, fills their sponges. It's my book. It's
An invisible That's mic screen, awesome. uh, mic awesome. stand into the awesome. ground. That was that was fantastic. <laughs> I love the slide guitar. That was great. It's awesome. funny that kind of uh, Randy asked me if I wanted to do this, and I kind of made a joke back. I said, "You want me to play blood?" And he was like, "Please." <laughs> so, <laughs> well, that that's a, that's been an in running joke with with a bunch of us that uh, oh, yeah. you know when whenever there's a request to be had, it's just acoustic blood or or, or nothing, you know. Well, there you go, man. Merry Pat Christmas. Patrick, that's that's here. That that that's his that's his thing. He he can Ryan, die happy. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Third night third night at Mansfield where Ed said we're not gonna do an acoustic blood. Yep. I was well, there. I, was I guess there. I guess I'm one up on Ed. <laughs> no, so here's my here's a I got a uh, Fresno Mike McCready pick. Nice. And uh just to share the quick story on it. I think you know, I showed a lot of people that I got this pick, but it wasn't like I magically reached out and grabbed it in midair or he like threw it at me or something. You know, Mike kind of throws a handful out and they hit the floor and everybody's scurrying around for it. And I see one left right between this guy's feet and I go for it. And he reaches down and picks it up. And then I'm just standing there like that. I, I must have had the worst puppy dog look on my face like. <laughs> Oh, really? So the guy just kind of swings around, slowly hands it to me. He says, there you go, man. So that's how I got my Mike McCready pick. It wasn't very nice. Anything too great.